A new commandment I give to you to love one another, just as I have loved you. You are also to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. One another is two words in English, but it's one word in Greek, a lelon. It's used 100 times in 94 different verses. 30% of the one another's are about unity in the church, how we as Christ followers should be getting along. 30% of the one another's are specific commands about how we actually can love one another. Another 15% are about humility and stress the attitude of deference and sacrifice for one another. And the rest are about what not to do to one another. So if you have any familiarity with scripture at all, you have heard of some of the one another's. But what most people don't realize is that the word is truly one of the biggest themes of the New Testament. So today, we're going to look at them not as individual cupcakes with different flavors and textures. In this episode of the Docs Dialogue, we're going to mix them all together with a comprehensive look and show them for the breathtaking wedding cake that they are. Individual cupcakes are good, but a perfect wedding cake, that's better. What does it look like, and what is the result of living out the one another commands? Welcome to the Doxa Dialogue, a podcast about living life on mission for the glory of God. I have a couple friends at the table with me today. Ben Sen, a voice you know very well. Hey, guys. Yes, hello, Ben. And a new voice, one that I want to introduce you to tonight, Brittany McBurney. Hi, guys. Hey, Brittany. I guess I should say my name is David Rudy. I'm the pastor of Doxa Church, the host of this podcast. Ben and Brittany, how are y'all doing tonight? I'm good. I'm also doing well. I am. Uh, I kind of caught up in my thoughts with some of the, the news. I don't know if you guys heard about the lady on American Idol who was singing. She was no. in a duet. No, I have not and heard she it. finished her song and fainted. Oh. <laughs> she fell literally flat on her face. Just oh. I, know, I know. On live TV? Live television. Man, what happened? Crazy. Did they yeah. give her like, like they, an update? The, the ambulance. <laughs> I, I don't know that right now, but the, literally an ambulance came and wow. took her off. And we're praying for everyone out there in Colorado. Oh. Uh, just another tragedy out there. It's yeah. it's unbelievable these things keep happening yeah. in Colorado too. You I know? know. Actually my so that King Supers was on Table Mesa in my first job as a fifteen year old kid, a young a young wee lad <laughs> was at a hardware store literally in that complex. Oh, so on my lunch wow. break I would go behind the store and I'd sit on this little like ridge almost and, and enjoy my whatever P B and J. And uh if the hardware store was to the right King Super was to the left, like that same a place. stone throw away. It was just right there. Mm. Yeah. Kind of wild to think about that. It is. It's just it terrible. Is. Yep. Well, on that note, let's uh, let's introduce Brittany. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can only go up from here, Brittany. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> well, Brittany, this is so great to have you here. You've been at our church for, I don't know, how many months now have you been a part of six DOXA? Months. Six months. We moved here six months ago. Wow. Time flies. Yeah. yeah. Brittany is a regular listener. She's an amazing part of our Doxa Church family. And Brittany, you, would you like to just share with everyone a little bit of what you're doing right now, stage of life, what brought you to Spartanburg, South Carolina, and just what you're doing in the future? Yeah, 
yeah. So uh, my husband, Ben, not Benson. Uh, be- Becca and I have to joke. Becca is on the podcast a lot, too. Uh, I have a brother named David as well. So <laughs> when I talk to Becca, we talk about my David and her David and my Ben and her Ben. That's yeah. um, really funny. Yeah. My Ben is a student at Sherman College of Chiropractic, um, and he just finished his first quarter and made straight A's. So a little brag Whoa, there. way to go, Ben. Yeah, know, awesome. Right? Wow. Uh, he's, we're doing really well, but that was why we moved out here. Um, nice. I work at the hospital here. I'm a medical laboratory scientist. Um, smarter than us. Yep. Yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so working in the middle of all this crazy moving cross country in the middle yeah. of the pandemic, it's been a lot, but it's been, yeah. it's been an exciting year. It's been really cool to see God's provision in all of the tiny details and mm-hmm. everything that's worked out as we've, you know, moved from Illinois all the way here. Um, and we're really glad to be here. Absolutely. Well, we're glad to have you. Seriously. We're, we're, you guys have just been a great addition to Docs at Church, too. You should tell the listeners, so uh, how many grandchildren do you have? <laughs> how many grandchildren do I have? <laughs> yeah, just tell us a little bit more about <laughs> about you guys. She's a very seasoned and mature saint, and yeah. she has a very young voice. <laughs> She's a, uh, <laughs> a laboratory scientist. Are you, what, mid-50s? Would you share your, would you be willing to share your age with the audience? Uh, yeah, I am 24. Wait, what? I know, right? No grandkids. Really uh, good, really good skincare routine. <laughs> oh, wow. Sorry, uh, Brittany. Four-legged kid, for uh, that's bigger than me. His oh, name yeah. is Hercules. Um, that's great. A lot of you that listen to this, I know, have met Hercules. He's doing well, too. Yeah. I say that, though, because I call your husband Old Man McBurney. For some reason, it just – actually, you know what it was? When I came up to your house for the first time, he's literally outside chopping wood, and he had, like, the full overalls on. <laughs> the full denim overalls <laughs> with a, a flannel look. shirt, so chopping wood. Like that yesterday in the backyard. So I just always call him Old Man McBurney. Yep. That, that fits, honestly. We are kind of, we're old souls. It's all right. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Well, this is going to be a great conversation as we talk about the one another's. All right, well, I'll begin. And right off the bat, I want to just list out what we're talking about because you know in the intro I mentioned there's there's all these different one another's in scripture they all have these different themes but if you just would listen to the list and and of course there's more references for each one of these but I'm just gonna like knock out this list and and stick with this and just think through all the different facets of living as a Christian with one another and, and how our life is supposed to go. So first of all, love one another. John thirteen thirty four. This command is specifically just love one another 16 other times. So there's your number one. And I think we would have all probably guessed that if we had like a, a family feud style. What's the number one answer on the board? <laughs> love one another. Be devoted to one another with brotherly affection. Romans twelve ten. Outdo one another with honor, also in Romans 12.10. Live in harmony with one another in accord with Jesus Christ. That's an important distinction there as well. Live in harmony as much as you can in accord with Jesus Christ. Build up one another, Romans 14.19, 1 Thessalonians 5. Be like-minded towards one another, Romans 15.5. 
welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you, Romans 15, 7. There's our theme verse for our welcome team at church. Amen. Admonish one another, Romans 15, 14, Colossians 3, 16. Greet one another with a holy kiss. We got that four times in Scripture. Um, a lot to be said there. Really, it's it's the common form of greeting that they had in the day. But yes, welcome one another, admonish one another, greet one another, care for one another, 1 Corinthians 12, 25. Serve one another through love, Galatians 5. Bear one another's burdens, Galatians 6, 2. Forgive one another, Ephesians 4, Colossians 3. Be patient with one another, Ephesians 4. Speak the truth in love, Ephesians 4, 15 and 25. Be kind and compassionate to one another, Ephesians 4, 32. A lot of these coming from Ephesians here. Speak to, another, speak to one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Submit to one another, Ephesians 5, 21, 1 Peter 5, 5. Consider one another better than yourselves, Philippians 2, 3. Look to the interests of others, Philippians 2, 4. Bear with one another, Colossians 3.13. Teach one another, Colossians 3.16. Comfort one another, encourage one another, exhort one another, stir up, and that, that means just provoke and stimulate one another to love and good works, Hebrews 10.24. Show hospitality to one another, employ the gifts that God has given you for the benefit of one another, 1 Peter 4.10. Clothe yourselves with humility towards one another, 1 Peter 5.5. 5. Pray for one another, James 5.16, and confess your faults to one another in James 5.16. It was a mouthful, wasn't it? It's a long, yeah. long list. That's great stuff. Yeah, you're like, okay, that's like everything I'm supposed to do as a Christian right there in the New Testament. <laughs> I'm supposed yeah. to be doing it to one another. Uh, then we have some negative commands, how not to treat one another. Ben's going to be going over a little bit of these in depth, but do not lie to one another, Colossians 3. Stop passing judgment on one another, Romans 14, 13. Um, there's, a, there's a passage in Galatians 5, 15 that says, if you keep on biting and devouring one another, you'll be destroyed by each other. And then let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other, Galatians 5, 26. Do not slander one another, James 4, 11. Do not grumble against each other, James 5, 9. So all of these, we do these because in a very real sense, we are members one of another, Romans 12.5 and Ephesians 4.25. So as a body of Christ, we are one. We have the unity that we find solely in Jesus, which is a, which is a stronger bonding than really any other community you can find. You can find community in a lot of different things, but nothing compares to the unity we have in Jesus Christ. As we said at the outset, this is how we show the world the love of Jesus by our love for one another. So all of these, all this huge list that I gave you, that, that if you're just thinking about the list itself, it can be like overwhelming, right? Is that a little overwhelming just to hear all of those at once? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. yeah, it was a lot. It was kind of exciting, though, to be honest. Yeah. I love talking about community. It's, I feel like it's the only thing I've talked about for the last eight years of my life. <laughs> when I see this kind of stuff, it really it excites me. You Absolutely. Know, the, verse, the, the initial verse you, brought, you started out with talking about our greatest defense of our faith is the way Christians one, love one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and is that John 13? I don't remember exactly yeah. whatever that is. Yeah, John 13. So that, that I, man, I wish 
more churches and more Christians would get a hold of that and understand that the outside world is watching us in the way mm-hmm. that we love and care for one another, or or we don't do those things. And mm-hmm. often uh, our faith or you know people's faith can really rise or fall on that. And so if we can get that right, um, man, I think that's like one of the largest pieces of the puzzle. Yeah, um, obviously, obviously, aside from our actual faith in Christ and the gospel, but yeah, you know, one of the absolute ugliest, saddest things to ever see is when like family members are so broken and mad at each other, like there's such a broken relationship, and they're so angry that they like take it to like a public forum. You know, when you like have a family feud that goes like online and Facebook, the rare times yep. you've seen that, it's just like oh, so cringy. You just feel so <laughs> bad. That's an analogy. Like, here's the analogy. Like that's what it's like when Christians, like the Christian yeah. family, is publicly fighting with each other and bashing each other to the world. They get that same feeling. Like, ew. Why would I want anything to do with that? Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks for sharing that, though, Ben. These are all so intertwined. The more you look at this list, they all interplay with each other. Like if, if you start getting off track and you start going down into the into the negative, the negative ones, you do one negative one for a little while, you don't you don't course correct and check that, you're gonna trickle down into the next negative one. Yeah, they definitely snowball. They yeah, they snowball. In a positive way, I'm loving, I'm being patient, I'm bearing with you. Like you start doing one or two of those, those will snowball in the positive direction as well. So I wanted to do something a little bit different. As I was thinking through this, I was like, you know what? On this podcast, I should just share a whole bunch of stories. And I started thinking about like all the different stories. And then I was like, well, you know, I can't really share this negative story. And I can't really share this negative example without getting too specific. I know sometimes we like like juicy stories, but I'm not going to go into specifics. But every time I've ever felt or experienced a church problem, and I can think all the way back to like, I remember... Even as a really young kid, my dad was a youth pastor at this church in Connecticut, and the pastor was asked to resign. And I don't really know what what all the details were of this one, but I knew enough, even as like a tiny kid, to, to realize Galatians 5.26. I mean, I didn't know this verse exactly. I didn't have this verse <laughs> memorized back then. But looking back on it, even now, like, you know, I'm looking back almost 30 years ago. Galatians 5.26, let us not become conceited provoking and envying each other. And I just remember the conversations I heard, I overheard my mom and dad having. There was a lot of like pride and there was there was jealousy, there was conceit, there was this envy that built in and it got so ugly that it it really hampered hampered that church. You know, it really it really set that church back. All those things were in play. Then I remember, you know, we moved to Illinois, and then there was this guy in the church that started pushing some really weird teaching in Sunday in a Sunday school class. He wasn't even the Sunday school teacher, but he was just like this super vocal, outgoing guy that rallied up a group of people to follow him. And then his wife started teaching this stuff in First Peter, taking it way out of context about how women shouldn't wear makeup. And this whole like he had all these really kind of off the wall takes. And again. It was this conflict. It went back to pride. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't want to follow the leadership of that church. You know, didn't really like his role. So every time you see this, when you have church problems, mark it down. Do not slander one another. Do not grumble against each other. Those things come from pride. And I I think really the more I looked at this on all these one another's, humility is the key. 
of course, loving one another is the ultimate goal. That's what we're striving for. But of all the good stories I could think of, and I started thinking of all these good stories, and example after example after example, so many of them were just really small things. And they were just like basic things that you wouldn't really even necessarily think of. Like, oh, this person was in court, encouraged, and this person over here was was challenged to, to step up in this way. And then this person decided like they were going to be faithful in this area, and they were going to commit to a life group. Like all of those things, if you trace them back, they were kind of associated with another brother or sister in Christ walking alongside them and carrying out mm-hmm. one of the one of the one another's whether it was bearing with one another a burden or, or letting love cover a sin or praying for one another like every single story you trace it back to there's the church loving someone into a relationship with Jesus Christ that person met Jesus Christ because that church went out of their way to love that person and so that's how I mean that's how unity and community works when you put yourself in the other person's shoes and you look at them from the perspective of how does Christ see this person? You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take this thing personally. I'm not gonna like get on my get on my hill and die on my hill. Like, no, I'm gonna think about them from the perspective of Jesus Christ died for this person and Jesus Christ has called me, he has commissioned me to love them. I think that's when it's super important, though, to, I mean, in those moments, pray and be like, God, give me your eyes for this person. Let Mm -hmm. me see this person the way that you do, because right now what I'm seeing isn't pretty. (laughs) You know, I'm seeing them through my lens. Let me see them through yours, because that's a love that's bigger than us, and it's a love that comes from outside of us. Exactly. I'm not capable of that kind of love. (laughs) Exactly. You're, You're taking this exactly where I'm going with it, because Philippians 2 is the passage that I want to... I want to really end on um, because that's what takes us right to Jesus Christ. We can't do any of these one another's if we're not ourselves walking with Jesus Christ and in tune with the gospel of what he's already done for us. And I mean, one quick thing I'll say before that too is living in harmony with one another, having this Christian community where we are choosing to forgive and we're choosing to like, I'm going to accept that person even despite their own weaknesses, and I'm going to try to help them, but I'm going to be patient with them. That aspect of community is so much deeper and richer than any other community you'll find in any other place, right? Like, just think about, like, you can get community in a lot of ways. And I've, I've heard people talk about this recently, like, hey, I don't, need, I don't need the church to get community. I can find community anywhere. And, and I've almost even, I've even seen Christians, I even kind of like, callously talk about like oh yeah well sure you can get community in different places i mean you can get community in uh watching a sport your favorite team you can get a community in playing a video game i mean there's all kinds of places you can find a community and i've experienced a lot of those communities but they only go so deep none of those communities are going to stick with you through thick and thin when you've blown it when you've messed up when you need someone to challenge you you know what i mean like a lot of these other shallow, more shallow communities, the second you do something wrong, like you kind of ostracize yourself from that community. This is a bit, a bit of a generalization, but sure, like yeah. the point is a true Jesus community that loves one another is going to be deeper and stronger and have us have a bond to hold mm-hmm. because it's not based on our preferences. It's Jesus Christ. Yeah, and these are almost like – they almost feel like uh... – they're more than guiding principles mm-hmm. because they're fairly specific, right? But 
whenever you think of values, like values will lead you to, or like rooted in like truth, right? Or like what you hold most important. And so all of these one another's are, we, we've kind of categorized them into, you know, what were they again? Like love. Yeah. Um, and then unity. Unity. And humility. So we, when we look at these, like these groupings, like mm-hmm. I think, yeah, this is what the New Testament church should look like. These are values uh, that God has for the church and the way that we, uh, we love one another, we bear with one another, we forgive, we confess to one another, that mm-hmm. manifest the underlying, you know, deep truths that God has, has put in place for the church, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, that, that's something that, you know, those are our kind of guides that we should live by, but that's also something that, that should be obvious to people who are not part of the church. That's one of the, mm-hmm. the things that draws people in. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, that should be something that we're known for, is our compassion, our love, our our ability to say the really ugly things to each other and admit those things <sighs> and admit our faults and no one goes anywhere because yeah. we're rooted in the same goal, which is, you know, to, to be more Christ-like. Yes. That deep community like that is incredibly rare because really you can only get that from Jesus Christ. That's true. Yeah. A lay on one another. So here it is Philippians two. And this is, this will be, this will be where I want to just close Philippians 2, 1 through 11. So if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in this spirit, any affection and sympathy, basically, so if the sky is blue, right? (laughs) Complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. So here's, here's where it comes from. This is, this is the inspiration for all of this. Verse 6, Jesus Christ, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant. Being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and earth and under earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. get the the nasty negatives here i thought uh we do a a little bit of a it's not really a deep dive in 10 15 minutes but um take a a little more in-depth look at some of the negatives because there's really mainly six uh six of them so david you already hit them but i'm just gonna uh, highlight just pull out a few things and you guys feel free to chime in at any point and as we've kind of already talked around or talked to like the way the way that we employ our love for one another, it really does have, it, it has a direct effect on um, just our testimony, our reputation as a church, as for being a light in the community or for being mm-hmm. divisive in the community. Or, I mean, I work, you know, you know, obviously here at the church a lot. I'm, uh, you know, an elder here mm-hmm. at Doxit, but my actual job is with churches, church insurance. So that's literally all I do. And there are some churches that have a reputation for literally just being divisive. I can think of one right now that mm-hmm. I, I won't let, I won't name, but 
in asking for a referral for that church, um, they were like, oh, yeah, those two families, they've been going at it for years. <laughs> uh, and oh. it doesn't surprise me that that church is not, the church is not growing. Right. Um, <clears throat> I don't even think they have a phone number. Anyways, <laughs> Romans 14, 13 says, stop passing judgment on one another. Oh, man. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're we, going there. We all have a little bit of a cringe face when we see this. How many people, how many friends, how many family members, people that we know, uh, they have left church or they've left the faith for this happening in in the church or in their Christian experience where people mm-hmm. were just super judgmental? Um, I I often wish that I could come behind those people and say, like, oh, like, no, no, Christians aren't like that. Christians, there's none of that going on. But sadly, there is, and uh, sadly, we've all experienced that as well to some degree. And I had a great, a great upbringing at a fantastic church. Um, mm-hmm. You know, for the most part, there wasn't a whole lot of judgment going on. There was a lot of love, a lot of acceptance, and I think it contributed to you know being who I am today, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. And I think even Doxa Church, we have a, we have this going on, going for us. I think uh, we're definitely going in the right direction here, and we're very loving and a very welcoming. Um, church, but again, we do need to make sure that we are not passing judgment. It's, it's again, it's one of those things that can just kind of creep up in subtle ways. Yeah. Um, but in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus did did help us understand what what really this this meant. Um, this, in the words of David Guzik, it means judging others according to a standard that we would not we would not want to have applied to ourselves. Mm. Judging others in a way that we wouldn't want that applied to ourselves. Like I'm looking at someone and I'm saying, "Oh my goodness, are you serious? Like, why is she wearing that?" While the whole time you're, not, you know, in like a banana costume, you know. <laughs> like, please, please don't look at me the way I'm looking at you right now. <laughs> ben, are you uh, gonna bust out the banana costume? <laughs> you know, uh, come October, uh, keep your eyes peeled. <laughs> um, and so, like, judging it doesn't take away the need. And the responsibility for, you know, encouraging someone or challenging someone or even calling mm-hmm. out sin in someone's life, rebuking someone. It, it doesn't take those things away. Right. Um, you know, it, hopefully when we do those things, it's grounded. It's on clear scriptural um, principles. And they again. know they know that you love them. You're going about it in a in a humble way. Like the tone and the attitude there. Yeah. Says a lot. Yeah. To be non-judgmental doesn't doesn't mean we can't notice something that's off Mm -hmm. um, in someone's life based on scripture where I can point them to what God has said about something and say, Hey, listen, this just doesn't make sense. It's not quite lining up. Or could you just help me understand this? Right. Help me understand you. Uh, Yeah. I think that's huge. Uh, But we could, we could spend forever listing all the people that just will never quote darken the doors of a church because Mm -hmm. it's full of hypocrites and judgmental people and I just it, it, people are weird, right? So they, it's not like everyone comes to church with ears to hear. They're not like mm-hmm. there because you know they're desperate and they've been searching for. So, that is the case in, in sometimes, but often yeah. it's like, yeah, Grandma asked me to come to Easter, and so I'm here, kind of thing. Yeah, um, <clears throat> and they can get these general attitudes and general vibes from a place that just seem judgmental. And I think we do need to be really cautious um, too, especially in an unbelieving world. Um, where we don't we don't allow that we don't we don't want them to see that we don't want them to feel that mm-hmm. um, and so I think the best way that we can do that 
is to just like we've already talked about is to love one another and to love them. Yeah. Um, to accept them where they're at and and invite them into what God's doing here uh, in our hearts and lives. You know, Ben, too, if if you're worried about like coming across as judgmental, you know, this is a legitimate concern. People, yeah. especially when you're a young Christian, you're growing and you see something, it's like, oh, I don't really, I don't really want to I don't want to ruffle their feathers and be judge them they're gonna take this the wrong way asking questions is one amazing way to bring up those these kind of conversations but another thing that you just you just pointed out and you touched on was if you're not just giving your opinion but you're actually just sharing a verse of scripture and pointing out truth there's a big difference it's really hard to just argue with someone and say oh man that person's just being super judgmental if they're actually just pointing out something in scripture, yep. like in a loving way. Yep. But as soon as you start getting to the point of like, you're calling out this or that, that they're doing and you don't like it and it's opinion based and it's kind of centered on, on your preference or it's centered on your interpretation of this one finer point. It's not crystal clear. Like you can avoid these conversations by just being crystal clear with scripture and letting scripture speak for itself. And then yep. knowing the Holy Spirit's going to convict a Christian. Like, you know, I'm yeah. going to speak the truth in love, which means scripture, and leave the opinion stuff out of it, and then you can avoid the, the judgmental yeah. trap. I think it's also really important to allow that to be a conversation. I think a lot of the judgment comes from we talk at people and yeah. not to people or with people. Yeah. Um, Let me just tell you what you need to hear. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I don't think that anyone responds well to that right right <laughs> I, I don't respond well to that please if you see immediately the defenses go up to me yeah yeah and, yeah. and have a conversation and that's, that's true that's what happens a lot people feel like oh well man all these people are talking and that, that does happen like nobody even came to me and asked me about this like what what in the world you know like i've i've seen that happen before but you're right just having a conversation with that person behind closed doors like I not in that, public. Yeah. Well, I, I think people's feelings get hurt when they don't feel like they get to explain where they're at. And that mm -hmm. doesn't mean that people are always right. I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> I am yeah. saying, though, especially if it's someone that you're close to, you love them enough to hear them out. Yeah. 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 I and think then that's maybe a great correct point. things from there if things still need corrected. Absolutely. I was thinking of something I was going to share. <laughs> Because there's kind of there every now and then there's that anomaly where going back to like unsolicited advice that you were talking about, like George, there's a man in our church named George, kind of looks like Dash from The Incredibles. Uh, <laughs> and George, if you're listening to this, we love you. I, I give that guy unsolicited advice all the time, and he could very easily think that I'm judging him. But uh, we have we've built a bridge that's strong enough to hold that, you know, and he's essentially been like, dude, you have an open door into my uh -huh. life to share like what God has for you. Like he, he's, he's told me his voice that he's like, he wants to grow and learn. And so mm. uh, every now and then there's that situation, which is great. And that's really cool. And that really helps with judgmentalism. Cause it's like, no, they've invited it in. They've welcomed it kind of thing. Mm. Anyways, I don't know if that fit. I just wanted an excuse to talk about George. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, George. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Galatians five fifteen. If you keep on biting and devouring each other, uh, you'll be destroyed by each other. Um, we know that James talks about how the tongue 
is a huge problem. And if we find someone that can tame the tongue, then you've essentially found a perfect person. <laughs> uh, and we could go the opposite way. Like we know that no people, perfect people exist. So <laughs> we know that no one has tamed the tongue entirely. Uh, so it, it, it just, this is, um, we, this is dangerous when we let our speech in the way that we bite in the way that we devour each other, um, do it's it's destroying mm -hmm. uh and that's exactly what it does like scripturally here it's, it literally destroys so when we're just nitpicking someone to death or we are um well actually the next verse actually let's move on to the next verse so galatians five twenty six gives us a little bit more insight even opens our eyes a little bit more to biting and devouring but it says let us not become conceited provoking and envying each other like you you had briefly touched on this david this verse personally really uh, convicted me. Just I think that I have definitely allowed allowed some pride and conceit to build up in my life, and even go unchallenged for prolonged periods of time. And I've I've seen the destructive nature of that. Just even in relationships and even my marriage, it's been very hard for Becca at times to to be married to a person that's rather full of themselves. Um, and lately the Lord and his grace and his Holy Spirit has just been able to kind of dismantle some of this, these heart beliefs that are, that can be often hold these things strongly, but he's just allowed me kindly to see, Hey, all right, let's work through this. But uh, this verse particular, particularly just, just hit me. So that word mm -hmm. provoke is a really interesting word in the first century, and Homer actually used this in some of his writings, but it lit literally meant to challenge to a combat or contest with someone. Hmm. So, yeah, wow. it's like, it's it literally like you're calling someone out. You're calling someone to the mat. Like, hey, <laughs> you, Let's come take here. this outside. Yeah, exactly. Let's take this outside. To the ring. Let's go. <laughs> uh, it's kind of that mindset, wow. and it, it, it convicted me because I literally did that, like, very recently with my wife. It wasn't in that manner. I was like, hey, Becca. <laughs> my money's on Becca. <laughs> As it should be. Um, uh. But where I essentially called her out, like, um, I thought this was going to happen. This didn't happen. And honestly, it was, it was totally on me. It wasn't even on her. It was very, uh, it was probably more frustrating to her than, than me, but, uh, I was very convicted by this. And so I normally, I think when you think of the word provoke, like you're like pushing, you're prodding, you're kind of like, mm. like pushing someone to a limit almost. Um, but it really carries with it that idea of calling someone to the mat. Like you're challenging them to, to combat. Is, is how they use this in the original language. Which I, th I thought was just like very interesting, but yeah, very, what's that? I never knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the word is prokaleo. Uh, yeah, prokaleo, to challenge uh, or contest with someone. So yeah, I, I think we do this maybe in our own minds, if not using words, um, because I, take life group situation. So there's a small group situation. There's six, 12 of us in a room, and... Um, and maybe someone says something and we don't necessarily verbalize it, but like in, in our heads, we're like, seriously, like, mm -hmm. I don't know about that, dude, come on, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and, but even those little seeds of, you know, conceit that are turning into like calling someone out, disagreeing with someone in that way, uh, I think it can manifest itself if not then, but later, uh, into just a destruction or at least not in the cultivation of like a healthy unified uh, relationship that we want, we obviously want the church to be a part of. And then mm -hmm. he talks about envying, let us not become conceited, provoking, but also 
not envying one another, not envying each other. And this one is to be jealous of. And uh, again, this was just where I personally, I've had to eat some humble pie lately. <clears throat> I I thought years ago I wasn't a jealous person, and so I just kind of wrote, if ever talked or heard about jealousy, I never really allowed that to hit me because I just said, no, I don't get jealous. And what I have recently discovered is that I actually like defend my jealousy by by pride, by being conceited or being superior. And hmm. so, and it's just this kind of strange, or maybe not strange, I don't know, but it's something that I do to protect the jealousy that I was afraid of that truth, like actually owning that, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. And again, I've literally seen this firsthand where envy and, and challenging, um, it can do exactly what Galatians 5 tells us, where it destroys and it, it just hurts. And so the church doesn't have any, we just don't have room for it. Um, part of me says, like, our mission is so great and it's so grand and the love of Christ is, uh, is so, is so special. It's so, uh, what, what's the word? Like he's preeminent. He's the very best thing that we have to offer. Like we just yeah. don't have time to be caught up way down low in, in the, in the weeds with this stuff where mm-hmm. like, we're just nitpicking and we're biting and we're devouring and we're provoking, and we're envying. We just we have to lift our eyes up above that and and really like focus on Christ and say, all right, guys, mm-hmm. this is our this is our our common reference point. Let's get our eyes above how I want to be perceived or or how I thought I was I was wronged or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And let's in humility, let's walk in the spirit. Galatians five talks about this. Let's walk in the spirit and let's do it together. Let's not be conceited. Um, because we have a mission to do, you know what I mean? Like our mission is to glorify God through the fulfillment of the great commission. So if we're focused on all these other, other secondary issues, it's keeping us from what we're really called to do. Yeah. Uh, fifth one, I'm, I'll wrap this up quickly. Don't slander one another in James four, which just means to speak against someone, um, to criminate is literally what this means. And it, it really, it's the, it's the, um, you're trying to damage someone's reputation. That's really the idea here. Like news outlets, media outlets, we see this everywhere. They really walk a fine line or mm-hmm. completely blow ba- blow past the line. Like <laughs> the big one that comes to mind, someone famous cheated on their taxes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just we're just slandering left and right. And then James 5, 9 says, don't grumble against each other. <clears throat> and this literally means to sigh or to groan. Maybe in modern language, we could say, like, to roll your eyes at someone. <laughs> I'm over here cringing for, for those of you that can't see me. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was about to ask, what is that face for? <laughs> but, um, yeah, again, like, the life group setting comes to mind because we do so much of that at church at Doxa. But someone gives you that prayer request that kind of, like, borders between, like, a humble brag and an actual prayer request. You know, my wife and I, we commonly – we commonly we i'm making that sound so professional like we we laugh a lot about certain posts that are just like blatant humble brags right and we kind of grumble against those people when we see them it's like um Uh like the person that is like maybe a runner and they're very verbose about it and they're like um like posting a picture with their like they just ran 20 miles you know and they're they like shows the stat on their phone the stats on their phone or something or fitbit (laughs) And then it's like, hashtag thankful for legs. It's like, seriously, no, like, <laughs> you're just making this about you right now. This, uh, or the prayer request in life group that's like, hey, please pray for my 
you know, whatever coming up where it's like this really privileged elite thing, but could you just please pray for it? <laughs> the last 10 times I was a part of it, it wasn't so great. And it's just, you kind of like groan at that. Um, yeah, yeah. But the idea is like not to condemn, um, not, not to uh, shut someone down, shut someone off, but be loving and kind and going back to doing the positives mm-hmm. um, and not, and not, and staying away from the negative. And the ironic thing yeah. here is when you're grumbling against each other, you know, say you're just super annoyed because this person's humble bragging or this person's like presenting themselves in a way that you think is just a little off putting. Usually that only bothers you when you are also like have a very high view of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just, just think about that. You can always just reverse that. And a lot of times the people who get super upset about so- stuff like that, like, they really, look, they really, really value themselves. And they look very highly about the way they present this. So it's, like, almost yeah. a competition thing. And then it turns into a grumble. If, if you're excited about what the Lord's doing for somebody else and that person's talented, that person's gifted, like, you can be genuinely joyous and celebrate. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to – Oh, I can't believe they're doing it that way. I wouldn't have said it that way. You know, that that just whole that's just a bad posture. Like again, it's not helping anything. Yeah. It's not it's not unifying our cause our common mm-hmm. cause for Christ. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, and I think you're right. There's like this this fundamental um disconnect where I'm trying to put this image forward while you're trying to put this image forward and mm-hmm. they just don't mesh. And mm-hmm. so it's like Wait, people, don't look at that one. Look at me. Wait, no, and there's just you know, this back and forth, like but you can't yeah. you literally you cannot look at both at the same time which is why we just again we all have to look to Christ because we can definitely all look to him together Amen. my take from all of these the one another's was really it's a heart posture um, mm-hmm. so we're looking through these and we're looking at you know, a third of them, 30% address unity and 30% are about love. And then 15% are about humility. And we look at scripture and we see many times that, you know, the greatest of these is love. So I'm looking at Romans 15, five through seven, may the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may want with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. And then Colossians 3. Um, if you guys were at church a few weeks ago, Benson preached and he... Who that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We might know that guy. <laughs> he uh, preached uh, from Colossians about what you should put on. Uh, what you should wear, and he was not talking about physical clothes, although I would recommend wearing physical clothes to church. Um, he was, again, talking about a heart posture, about yeah. about what you should be presenting, and it's it's not a physical appearance. Um, ben and I have, my Ben <laughs> and I, have been praying through those verses every day since then, actually. And mm, I've seen cool. a big difference in, in even my attitude as I'm going to work. Um, I love my job, but it's a hard job. Yeah. And it's a really hard job right now with all the crazy things going on. Hmm. Um, you have stories. You can <laughs> I can imagine. That. Yeah. I, I have tons of stories <laughs> for a different day, though. Right. <laughs> but Colossians 3.12 
Put on, then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all of these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. So we have this running joke in the morning. Um, I get up at 5 because I have to work at 6.30. And he usually gets up with me and makes my coffee because I'm, I'm spoiled. Oh, what but a man. I know, Old right? man McBurney. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of mornings we'll ask each other, okay, what are you putting on today? And I, I get a snarky answer sometimes, like, well, I'm going to put on my dress clothes because I'm going to school. Or, you know, <laughs> I'll give Ben the snarky, I'm putting on my scrubs in a messy bun. What do you want from me? <laughs> but, but then we do, we list them. You know, I'm putting on a compassionate heart. I'm putting on kindness today. And yeah. I'm putting on a, a, a meek demeanor. I'm putting on, you know, I'm putting these things on like I would put on my shoes, like I put on my scrubs, like I throw mm-hmm. my hair up in a bun on top of my head. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... It's a reminder that every day that that's a choice. Yeah. Like God center yeah. me, God ground me, yeah. and and help me find those things because those are bigger than me. I don't find those things in me. Absolutely. Let me look to you when someone makes me mad today, because yeah. it's gonna happen. Someone's gonna say something, and I'm not gonna like what they have to say. <laughs> <laughs> You're working with people in an intense atmosphere, and you need to rely on the spirit i I do emergency transfusion medicine someone's (laughs) going to say something that i'm not going to like that's what (sighs) happens in in stressful situations yeah someone's gonna say something harsh god let me be compassionate yeah Mm -hmm. um and even just like in our interactions with each other i think it's definitely helped because we'll be like okay hang on i don't understand what you said there explain (laughs) to me what you mean where are you at (laughs) that's great um and it's been really cool to, to pray through those verses together and to start our day that way. Um, and I think that we see a lot of the how you treat one another fall into place with that heart posture. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying I have it figured out because I don't. <laughs> I am not great at this. But with that, we can also look to James where he says in James 5.16, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Um, I really think that we forget the importance of being vulnerable with each other and praying with each other. I think yeah. we forget the power of prayer um, in those tough situations at work or school or wh- at home with the kids. <laughs> if you're yeah. a stay-at-home mom, um, mm-hmm. I think that we are a stay-at-home dad. I don't know. But I, I think we really do. We, f- we forget how important it is to pray for each other. Right. Um, yeah. That goes so far. Because that aligns your heart to God's heart when you, when you start praying. Yeah. And talking to him about, yeah. about it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know how much it's meant to me with mentors of mine when they've texted me and they're like, you know, just randomly out of the blue hey, I'm thinking of you today and I'm praying for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so when people pop into my head, I try to send them a short text. You know, when I run to the bathroom or run, grab a drink or whatever at work, I'm like, hey, you know, I'm praying for you today. You yeah. popped into my head and I want you to know I'm thinking of you and praying for you. Let me know if there's something specific I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's just another way that we can build each other up, which is really part of the great commission you know we go out mm-hmm. and we make disciples but we we build up our fellow disciples we mm-hmm. build each other up so we're capable of going out and pouring into each other 
um, somebody that really got me the other day was Mel. I'm so sad that she's leaving, but I'm so excited for her. Yes. Um, yes. She texted me today, actually. And, you know, she sent me a couple of verses and she's like, hey, these popped into my head and then you popped into my head. I want you to know, like, I'm sitting in my car and I'm praying for you today. And I was like, thank you. I need it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. And we need to be praying for her, too, because she's going into a tough place. I mean, going to Boston, you know, pray that she can find another good church and just for her, her testimony and her witness. You know, she's a very loving person like she she really does fit these one another's she she, she embodies them she um, does and it's yeah as we we, we need to uplift her yeah maybe she, if she hung around she could be member of the month <laughs> <laughs> since that's a new thing to our listeners i didn't know that <laughs> i'm just kidding oh i was like what blake and karen got a gift card on sunday and i was you know, <laughs> Honestly, wondering if it was going to be a pattern I wish ben I wants to know if that gift card's coming to him next month. <laughs> Can I be member of the month? Can I just be Karen when I grow up? I want to yeah. be Karen when yeah. I grow up. <laughs> we all love her. Um, but I guess that leads me to the last verse that really stuck out to me as I was reading through all of these, preparing for this, uh, was John thirteen thirty four, which is how we started. Mm-hmm. Um, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you you are also to love one another. I Mm. think if we have love, the rest of these flow naturally. Mm -hmm. You know, we talked earlier about them snowballing, and I I think it starts with love. Yeah. Um, Yeah. When we see that, when we see what Jesus Christ did for us, we see his love for us, that's when we love him more. And it also is producing humility because we know it's not about us. This isn't coming from us. Like all the good in us, the love in us, is flowing out of what Jesus Christ is changing, what Jesus Christ is doing through us. So you're exactly right. Well, that is all we have for you tonight, and I hope this was helpful and uplifting. It certainly was for us. If you'd like to join this conversation, if you have any thoughts or questions, uh, we would love to hear back from you. You can always communicate with us on our Instagram page, docs underscore dialogue, and that's where we'll post some quotes. We love to hear back, so please continue to share all those good words with us. And also, be sure to share this episode with a friend. Share this with someone who needs it. Love one another and get out there and comfort one another with, uh, with sharing this episode. And we'll be back again next week with a special episode on Good Friday. You are loved. <laughs>